the members of EXO are aliens. Yes. Careless, careless, shoot them, naughty boss. One of the biggest selling singles in K-pop history. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chan. That's Chris. Welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we're heading to Pop 101 class and learning about EXO. EXO! Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get the ultimate pop music fix with Shan and I right here on CCTV. We are experienced performers and industry insiders bringing you in-depth reviews, discussions, and interviews with artists, producers, and creatives from across the music business. You can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops and become a part of our amazing crew, including Lisette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, and Juliet. Mm -hmm. You can subscribe now and let's explore the world of pop music together. So as your professors have mentioned, we are going to talk about EXO. So one of the biggest boy bands of Gen 3 of K-pop, which is really exciting. So if you know about them, you just want a refresher. Or if you don't know about them, welcome. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. So do you like EXO? I know. Okay. I'm joking. Mm. Uh, I like them. I will admit, though, at first when they came out, I didn't really pay as much attention to them. Like, I listened to the album and stuff like that, but I was like a BAP fan. Like, I mean, I don't think people realize, like, before the BTS EXO, like, beef between the fans there was a beef between BAP fans and XO, XO, oh. XOLs yeah because they came at the same time same kind of concept I'll get into that a little bit later but yeah I think they are some of the best music and k-pop and music in general actually I listen to them and I think well why can't this artist do this like oh my god this would be so great if like Chris Brown would have done this song blah, 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 mm. before all the crap that happened with him but even now he could still kind of like take a page from their book but yeah I think they're really good and I think their team put a lot of love into them as a whole mm -hmm. um and before all this sm business with the company oh yeah yeah they were definitely we'll get like to that they're we'll definitely a golden standard i think <laughs> for like k-pop boy group for sure even girl group too like they're just a standard mm -hmm. vocally dance wise are not great but at the time some of them are some of them are yeah at the time they were like wow revolutionary <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah i'm a huge exo fan i list them as one of my favorite k-pop yeah. groups yeah actually it's one of my favorite boy bands like not even k-pop honestly saying, yeah. um they were the first sm group debut i got to experience in real time oh shoot right um because it was fx you know and oh, there were a shoot. few years before exo came oh my god yeah. yeah um and i remember them being teased and stuff at like the sm town like the sm movie yeah. and stuff um, so I was excited just to experience all of that in real time as a mm -hmm. newer K-pop fan. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, as I mentioned, they're still one of my go-to groups in general, but also to introduce people to K-pop, especially if they yes. are from our generation who loves the older Western boy bands and yeah. girl groups because they literally sound like NSYNC. Yeah. But not just NSYNC from like the early, uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, but they actually sound like NSYNC if they kept going. Yeah. And they work with a lot of Western writers and producers, including a lot of Swedish ones. You're so, so it just right. makes sense. Like the sound is really oh what that would yeah. be. Yeah, totally. No, yeah. totally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about NSYNC on the show yet, but we plan on doing oh, it. Yes. So if you were looking for an equivalent, EXO is definitely that. And they, they, oof, 
but they have a lot more members than their group. We'll get to that for sure. And we have creative playlists for you all to follow along on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Music. And if you want to listen to the full tracks or watch the music videos, the links are below. So let's get to it. Class is in session. So in 2011, SM Entertainment, one of the biggest K-pop companies, formed a 12-member boy group called EXO. And they would split into two units, XOK, who would sing in Korean, and XOM, who would sing those same songs but in Mandarin Chinese, making it possible to promote the same group and music in multiple countries at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like us, appealing to different people at the same time. Totally joking. <laughs> but yeah, so XOK for Korean was made up of members Suho, Baekhyun, Chanyeol, Dio, Kai, and Sehun. And XOM for M for Mandarin was made up of Chinese members Lei, Luhan, Tao, Chris, and two Korean members, Chen and Shu Min. Mm-hmm. So getting right into it, I mean, like their first, you know, presentation was a bunch of crazy teasers. <laughs> but uh, I remember not being excited about them. Uh, really, like I thought they were cute, right? But I was into BAP, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I really was. Um, I did notice one thing about the teasers. Kai was in all of them. Yes. Which definitely signified him being the center. This is before like I knew what the center was in a group, but I just saw him everywhere. And I'm like, who is this coconut headed guy? But he could dance. I see like a coconut. Mm-hmm. Um, I did remember the the like the M members, like Tao's martial arts. I thought that was so cool. Yes. Um, you know, Luhan and Kai dancing. So I think um Machine, um, they just had a lot of the songs teased. Yes. Which really shows that they were working on this catalog for Lord knows how long before they premiered these guys. I was definitely more interested in XOM, but I didn't know that they were tiny. Ah. I didn't know. I just thought, oh, they're cute. Like, <laughs> I preferred them. Yeah. Um, And I do remember I wasn't into Super Junior at the time, but I do remember, like, hearing about Super Junior and seeing how many members that they had and realizing that 12 was a lot of people. And at the time, it wasn't a thing. Like, now we're used to seeing, like, an army of boys. But and girls. And girls, this is true, yeah. you know, but this one was crazy. Like, this is an evolved version of the Suji units and yes. the powers. God. I will give it to SM. They have been on, like, a he- not ahead of the curve, but they really ride the trend of what's really cool with, like, YA novels or, like, in the movies. Like, for this one, it was, like, the post-apocalyptic, you know, divergent kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. So they definitely followed that and gave it to the boys, which I thought was yeah interesting at the time it just fit with the yeah i will get more into the powers very shortly yeah but uh yeah i mean lee suman has always loved the whole fantasy thing right as we know because of kwangya this was the precursor to kwangya um Mm. but yes i was very excited i i was very intrigued Mm. by this whole chinese slash korean subunit situation i am chinese so i was first off i was happy to see Chinese members and, yeah. and to kind of see them trying to go for that market. And I was just curious how that would work, actually. Um, and again, I was I was a big K-pop fan at the time. It was quite near the beginning of my journey as a K-pop fan. So it was mm. just very exciting because I had yeah. at that point, there weren't that many groups debuting. It was still like a very manageable thing to keep up with. Yes. And so it was always exciting when a group came out and it was SM, right? So oh my it was God, like yeah. extra exciting. So I was very into it. Yeah, they were big three for sure. Top of the pyramid there. (laughs) Um, So before they released the proper first single, they did tease, they did do a teaser performance at the SBS Gaio Dejin at the end of 2011. And then after those multiple teaser videos that you were just talking about, they also then finally released a couple songs, the pre-release tracks, Mm -hmm. What is Love Mm -hmm. and History. (laughs) 
when I saw history, I watched the M version because I saw Luke and I saw Lay with his emo boy hair. I know the, the Mandarin version more than the Korean. <laughs> okay. Like literally, because I remember watching it, I was like, wow. Wow, Luhan is so pretty. Like, he's not just pretty, like, pretty, like, good-looking person. Like, he looks like a, like a character from a comic book. And I was really into anime at the time. So I was like, oh, my God, this is like a Bishonen come to life. He's so cute. But also his voice, his vocal tone is really good. Mm-hmm. I think M as a whole just danced better to me as well, too, because they also had Lei. Hmm. What I did not know is when I went back to XOK, I was like, oh, wait, they have better dancers here. And the vocalists are a little bit more, not better, but their tones I liked more as a whole, as opposed to just liking one or two members of XOM. Yeah. I think Dio and Beckhand snatched me because when I heard What is Love yeah. and they were just sitting on the chair, I prefer that version over Luhan and Chen's version. Hmm. So I was like, oh, my, it, this this kind of thing, I know they don't want to foster like a back and forth between the subunits because I eventually chose like XOM personally. Yeah. But vocally speaking, when I heard What Is Love, I was like, yeah, I like Becky and Dio a little bit more. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they didn't do that on purpose, but I liked it. Um, what Is Love and Teddy Riley produced it. And at the time he was kind of getting into K-pop or like yeah. supposedly like there was a whole Rania thing that ended up being a whole like yeah. ultimately a, a bust. But yeah, I like the whole Western hipster kind of like, I, I didn't yeah. hear anything like that in K-pop. I liked it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the video itself played into the lore that the teasers already kind of established. Yeah. So it helped make things make more sense, but not completely. Um, for like older, like newer fans listening to this now, the lore had nothing really to do with the songs. No. Like Espa's No, this song. is like them singing about planets and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's probably why I kind of got drawn into that because it was just, they're singing about love and history is about making history as loves and whatnot. They were just singing and stuff mm-hmm. and just, and, and got tied into their lore. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Like I liked both of the songs, but depending on who was singing and depending on who was performing, which or the other... I made choices of like which one I like, which version I liked yeah. more. Did you experience that at all? Or, well, I think it's difficult to not compare. Yeah, it's impossible. It's like human nature to yeah. you know, choose favorites. I think and yeah. to rank things. Um, and so yeah, I think that's natural. I did gravitate towards M also, mm-hmm. but more so because they were Chinese. I oh, think. interesting. Yeah, because I again, I as a Chinese person, I just like was rooting for them. Yeah, I yeah, got you. I was rooting for Makes them. Makes sense. Yeah, and so. Um, yeah, so I was already kind of more curious about them and mm-hmm. kind of gave them more of my attention. Yeah. I will say, though, vocally, I actually preferred Luhan and Chen. Uh, I knew you were going to yeah. like Chen. I think I love Chen's yeah. tone. Um, and I thought him and Luhan had a, had a more interesting balance mm-hmm. than Baekhyun and Dio did. Mm-hmm. Baekhyun and Dio are quite similar. Yes. Yes. Whereas Luhan and Chen are not. So yes. it makes the, it just was an interesting dynamic, oh, I thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved both songs. Yeah. Um, both very, very different, but Pants. both very, again, very early 2000s boy bands um and history does have swedish songwriters yes it does yeah of course um and yes the pants shaking as you mentioned (laughs) you can't see me iconic for sure but that was great it's iconic they always look kind of embarrassed doing it too which made it even funnier yeah because they're facing the back and And they're wearing those like flappy hammer pants the harem the harem (laughs) mc hammer pants those are really popular and they were silver and gold. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So finally, in April 2012, EXO released its debut single. The debut, even though we talked about two other singles, their debut single, Mama. And Mama 
with the song, music video, and the EP were all released in both Korean and Mandarin by the respective subgroups and received a ton of global attention. And the Gregorian chant is still remembered to this day, fondly by some, not so fondly by others. I'm on the former. Oh, I'm on the latter. I thought it was so (laughs) funny. Careless, careless, shoot that money boss. Random English. SM, I'm telling you, SM has the best English English lines ever, okay? You want to talk about random English that was never checked? Go through SM's like old catalog. It was so much fun. And I used to make my niece stand in my bathroom in my hoodies and sing, Kevin, does nobody care about me? She was like a little kid in the hallway because she thought it was funny too. She's uh, like, why are they in the hoods? Like, it was just, I think about so much fun memories from that video, uh, you know? Um, and I remember this video because the legend, the 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 lore had a storyline finally added to it. In the beginning, there was like a scroll-like artwork and yeah. the guy was like, in the beginning, the yeah. Wumba Legends. He was saying one the legends for a year. I heard Wumba Legends. So I was like, Wumba Legends? What the heck is a Wumba Legends? I thought that was great. <laughs> I was not happy about Mama. I think because like all the songs that were teased in the like machine and stuff, like it all yeah. sounded again like in sync, basically. Yeah. And then this song came out and I was like, this doesn't sound like in sync. What happened? Um it's it's hard to take it seriously. It's not a good song, but you know, no, it's so not a good song. Cool. I mean, I actually like the chorus of it. Um, it's very dramatic. Yeah. yeah, it's very dramatic. The harmonies are really nice, but the song as a whole is just I don't get it. I don't really understand why they did that. I mean, it, it gained attention. Yes, it commanded attention. Yeah, and it's memorable. Yes. Um. So if that's what they're going for, then sure. Yes. Um, but at this point, for sure, like every other song on the EP is better than this one. Oh, truly, yeah. truly. Um, I mean, nothing will beat Roll Like a Buffalo um, on one of their songs with Key on the, al- the, the debut album. But I think it was interesting for me because, like I said, I wasn't the BAP at the time. So when I heard this, I was like, yeah, it's cool. BAP has better songs. And they, at the time, they did. They really did. Um, and for what they were trying to do, like the, in- the intense stuff, BAP was doing it better for me. Um, but I will say that as like a heavy metal fan, the screamo part at the end. I actually kind of like that. They tried something different. I'm getting the face here. Y'all can't. For those who are listening, I'm getting a eyebrow furrow. <laughs> but I, I like that. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. I liked it. Um, I was like, oh, this is aggressive. It's in your face. I don't know what's going on. Like, it was just something different. Um, I do hate that. That was like Schumann's only 16 bars in an EXO song, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> that was the longest part I've ever seen Schumann have, ever. <laughs> Exo song. Oh my, oh my god. Even him? No, it's probably not, but they let it be him, you yeah. know? I, it's probably him. I'm just kidding. I'm teasing, um, but it's, yeah. it was nice to kind of see it. And it definitely brought the, I guess, that first story to an, to a head, right? It was like really intense. It was really like dramatic. They were, they were like, you know, trying to escape from this planet and they're screaming yes. about it. So it kind of brought the storyline to a head. Yes. So the music that. video confirmed the overall concept that the members of EXO are aliens. Yes. And the name EXO actually comes from the term exoplanet, which is a planet that orbits a star outside of our solar system. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, this alien concept has stayed throughout the years with the members showcasing their unique powers, not just in music videos, but during concerts and also even in their solo careers. Like, for example, we reviewed Schumann's solo oh, track yeah, and, and freezing things, freezing things with adorable. his ice powers the whole time. So, yeah, it comes up a lot, but they've actually done a good job, I think, of keeping it not overly 
crazy. It's not like Kwang Yeo, where it's like, oh my gosh, they're uh, like, keep mentioning Kwang oh Yeo. Like, I feel like they actually balance it relatively well. Yeah. They don't push it too hard. Yeah. Like the little references in the concerts are fun. Like there's one point, I think like during Thunder, like yeah. one random spotlight will appear on Chen. You know, yeah. like little things like that, which really just for the fans. Yeah, it's like Easter egging as opposed to like, yeah. spice. they've always just kind of had an idea of what they wanted for this group for sure. Um, but like I said, it, they never said in the song like, oh, girl, let's fly out of here because Chris was a dragon. You know, like it was never you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, that would have been so bad. Can you imagine if all their lyrics coincided with their powers? Oh, Lord. You have your lyrics. Okay, but which power would you want? Who? Which member Which member would oh, you want to be? Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, oh, dang it. That's <laughs> tough because it's like asking what kind of like, honestly, because Luan, Luan, was, Luan was like a... Um, he wasn't a unicorn. That was Lei. Lei was the unicorn. They all yeah. had symbols too. I forgot yeah. their symbols. Lei was healing. Healing. Yeah, he yeah, was, yeah. Lei was the healing unicorn, which yeah, is yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Um, I think Luhan's power of telekinesis is good. I mean, I was always like a charmed fan. So Prue, Hollywell, and the movement. Yes. I like mentally moving things. That'd be <laughs> that'd be fun. What about you? What kind of power would you want? Well, as a Sailor Jupiter stand, of course, I love lightning, but <laughs> also I love Sailor Uranus. So wind would be cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Leave a comment below if you would pick one of these. You have 12 powers to pick from. So pick one. Leave a comment below. Yeah, which one would you want? you <laughs> want? <laughs> so, yeah, both the XOK and XOM releases did well in their respective countries. And the group went on to be nominated and even win awards at the end of 2012. The group was working hard on their first album, XOXO, and released the title track Wolf in May 2013, which featured all 12 members singing in both Korean and Mandarin. So, Ur. The unique song gave EXO their first music show win, and it featured choreography by Tony Testa. Yes, we love Tony Testa. Gold to have him on the show. Listen, y'all. Oh, yeah. That'll be great. Yes. <laughs> Put another. Um, so, yes, first off, I'm glad it was all 12 of them. Yeah. Because um, I liked the subunit thing. I was intrigued by it. But at the end of the day, I like the full group. So I was, I'm yeah. glad that they did that. Do you? Um, yeah. What do you think of Wolf? Because I personally think... This is my least favorite EXO title track ever. It's like a dub. It's like the, it's not aged well either. It's like this dubstepy, like noisy mess. Um, however, though, yeah. going back to Tony Testa, yeah, their choreography and performance was amazing, Gorgeous. like absolutely brilliant. Gorgeous. The tree formation is so beautiful. There's some really cool moments all throughout it, mm -hmm. and I have to give a shout out to the Exoplanet 3 version where they mm. did this. It was like a six minute version with like all these extended breakdowns and really cool projections um, and even more intense production. Um, and it, that showcased the song at its at its very peak. And I don't think they ever need to perform it again because I don't think they can top that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Crying, I'm crying. Yeah. Um, honestly, when I first heard this song, man, um, you know, SM was hopping on another trend. Mm. So it was Twilight at the time. Twilight was hot at the time. You know, yeah. Jacob or, yeah. or not Kevin. That's the boys. <laughs> Take off. Watch our pop one on one of the boys if you have not and learn about K pop's EXOs. I think they're, they're, they're coming up after EXO. Just want to say that. Oh, that's a fade. They could. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm reaching. <laughs> anyway, Jacob or Edward. There we go. So it was in between those two, right? And they went for Jacob there. I guess SM is Team Jacob. So the wolf thing was really cool. Um, 
I do want to say that the things that got me about this video was like the tree. You know, it sounded like, you know, sounded very mystical, mystical in the beginning. So Chanyeol in his pimp hat, you know, Crease's haircut. Because uh, at this time he was A.O. what up Crease because their showcase had gone and there was a lot of just black sense going on. So he was Crease at the time. So Crease yeah, had his... I had those. Yep. Trade. When I saw that, that's what kind of almost took me out. I was like, eh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, okay, so here's the thing. I didn't pay attention to, be, to him before, but when I saw those braids, I was like, why'd I do that? Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the gangster rapper braids, especially since he was rapping. But aside from that, the structure of the song was crazy. Absolutely crazy. But I think now, even like looking at it and thinking about the whole like concept, it was meant to be a movie. And it's hard to sit there and put like an OST for a whole concept into one song. Because the song, the structurally, it is so strange. But it does, oh my God. The way music switches up now, this was this is child's play, yes. right? So it did change up quite a bit, but the production was pretty normal. Like, it sounded all the same, but what made it really weird was the top line. Like, right after raps, there's a chorus and a post-chorus and another section, and then the bridge where all these main vocals are having, like, a VH1 diva sing-off. Yeah! I do love that, though. Chen was going off at the end. Yeah. I guess we, yeah, because right after the bridge, we have Baekhyun singing and then Dio singing and then Baekhyun singing. And like, what is going on? And then my favorite part is that ratchet, ratchet, sadang hey yao. I don't know who thought that. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Is that even one of them? Or it's like, it's one of them pitched up? I think Did Kenzie produce this? Because if Kenzie did, I could hear her because I didn't, I don't know, but they have someone going, Sadang hey y'all. And I hate that. I hate that too. Sadang hey y'all. I was just like, I got the ratchetest way to say like, I think I think of an um, like an American person, like on the internet talking about something, Sadang hey. That's what it felt like. <laughs> don't like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as a song, I actually do kind of like it. I never hated it, hated it, but I just thought it was that Sadang hey took me out every But time. you listened to it? Yeah, I, I, I legit, I can't do the rap, but I can mumble it. Yeah, no, I, I'll watch the Exo Planet 3 performance, but that's pretty much it. Over it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. really it. Um, so the album XOXO, um, released in both Korean and Mandarin, eventually became one of the highest selling albums ever in Korea. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And this was helped with the repackaged album released in August 2013 with the title track that would become one of EXO's signature hits, Growl. Yes, so as one of the biggest selling singles in K-pop history, and still is, Growl won countless awards and continues to be referenced as one of the best K-pop songs of all time. And the group even performed it a couple years later in 2018 at the closing ceremony of the 2018 Winter Olympics. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, you know what? This time was interesting because like you could see, again, the wheels of SM's creative team 
you know, going, right? You have XOXO and then they were wearing like 88 and 88 in Morse code means hugs and kisses and the album's, you know, hug version and the kiss version. And then you get the wolf and you're like, okay. And then you get growls like, oh my God, wolves growl, ha ha ha. But then you get this song that's actually a song. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think some writers from Boss actually did this one. Um, I used to work for them and I remember looking at the publishing for this and it was like some African guy's name. Like, there's a lot of, like, Black songwriters and some Korean, like, translators and whatnot. And you can hear that. Like, this song, to me, sounded like No Diggity when I was younger. And there's some videos floating around of No mm -hmm. Diggity being snatched up with the choreography. And it fits perfectly. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that just made me go, like, wow. They were, I think SM as a company has always been willing to outsource different writers as opposed to just being like, oh, yeah, you know, this is easy. Let's just make it, like, palatable for our market. Like, they were thinking global. Mm -hmm. Um, and I appreciate that for sure. And, uh, it's crazy that right after their first album, they blew up like this because I remember at the Mama Awards, it was BAP and EXO and there was a beat and I was like, BAP. And they announced as best new artist, Busker Busker. I was like, who is Busker Busker? You don't even talk about Busker Busker anymore, right? Unless you're like a huge fan. That's how crazy it was. So for them to go from like nothing to something like this, absolute glow up. Um, I really do enjoy the harmonies of this song. Like there's harmonies in the bridge. There's harmonies, of course, in the chorus. That's just SM. But you could hear them sometimes even sing it now. And they're holding handheld mics. They'll actually sing the harmonies with each other. Um, Kyung Soo's red hair. Dio, by the way. Suho in those shorts with the leggings underneath them. Speaking of which, in the video, I feel like the first version of the video is more well known. Because even though they're in that basement oh, yeah. and dancing in the, in the schoolboy school outfit, people know that more than the second version of the video that came out which is when they're in the warehouse above the basement. Yeah, well, that one felt like, more like a regular music video. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting because that looked, that video was like a performance video. Kai drops his hat. I like, feel like that was of... supposed to be the real music video and yep. everyone, they could just tell that the performance one was the one to, to go with, Yeah, which was the right move because yeah. the choreography is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Growl, I've said, is still one of my favorite pop songs ever, yes, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a cool song that's got a perfect hook. They sound great, as you mm -hmm. mentioned. Um, and I actually had to remember reading that they had want, had wanted to release Growl earlier on. Like they had Growl from the very beginning, mm -hmm. but I guess they wanted to show off their like performance abilities and yeah. just do some more dramatic stuff with Mama and Wolf before they launched this one, which ended up working out for them because yeah. I feel like their popularity was already there. So the song is probably even bigger because they waited to release mm -hmm. it. Um, so yeah, Growl is so good. It stood the test of time. I still listen to it a lot. I still yeah. watch that music video a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and the album was great. Mm -hmm. Album had some really great yes. moments. Black Pearl, My Lady yes. is still one of my favorite EXO songs ever. Um, quality was there. Mm -hmm. Yes, solid boy group album. For sure. And like, they were definitely like, um, starting to influence a lot of the things that happened. Like the yearbook photos of that time. People do yearbook photos now, the schoolboy thing. Not saying it was a new concept, but because they were so huge, mm -hmm. you can start to see the trickle-down effect for sure. And um, at the end of 2013, the group released their first winter single and EP, Miracles in December. And this became somewhat of a tradition for the group with multiple winter singles and projects that charted very well and continued to appear in the charts every winter season. And in May 2014, the group split back into their respective subgroups, XOK and XOM, for the release of Overdose. And 
anticipation for the release was high, with the EP receiving over 600,000 pre-orders, an unprecedented number at the time, which is crazy, right? (laughs) Overdose. Thoughts feelings yes <laughs> i love overdose this is first off it was done by the underdogs mm-hmm. known for their work with like pink justin timberlake they, yeah. he, they did the soundtracks for dream girls and pitch perfect so they've done a lot of sm stuff but i'm i'm a big fan of theirs mm-hmm. um and this is just a great boy band song of course yeah i will say i love the video versions where all 12 of them sing i think i got attached to all 12 of them because that's what we got the last mm-hmm. two singles at yeah. this point and so i was yeah. like oh i don't really need the subgroups anymore <laughs> But we could kind of tell, just a little foreshadowing, XOM was already, you know, their video views weren't as much. The sales weren't as much for XOM. Yeah. So you could kind of tell there's already some favoritism going on for XOK. Yeah. Um, So I thought it was an interesting choice to split them back up because it really showed, I think, how differently the two units were Mm. doing, both commercially and like... In, yeah, the company. Yeah. yeah, it's such a sh- it's such a shame because even by then I I don't think I actually like had a, like a serious bias. I think I liked Dio at the time because I watched like a fan meeting and he did like a beatbox of like yeah. my humps. Ironically <laughs> enough, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I like him. But I didn't like. I still liked XOM. I was still following them like as a fan at the time, as an exotic at the time. Oh. If you know, yeah. if you know, you know. At this exotic at the time, I was watching the Chinese promotions and they're going to Daily Motion, all these random yeah. websites trying to find part one to part three. Yes, <laughs> I was doing that too because I wanted to support XOM. And it was sad because you're like XOM you know, or XOK, of course, they get to do all the standard Korean music yep. shows where they perform four or five times a yep. week. They get home plate advantage. And then XOM, it's like they get to appear on this random Chinese show. That has nothing to do with music. No. Or, and it was, yeah, it was a little sad to watch. It, it was. I mean, yeah. 2014 was like a serious time because like after two years, Exotics finally, we got our name as XOL. Yeah. XOL is the thing between M and K. L, M, wait, L, M and K? M, L, wait. Wait, what? Anyway, it was nice to see them together because like you said, it's annoying that they got split up again because EXO Showtime had come out. Right before uh, overdose, you could see how awkward they were. Oh my god, you could totally see it. And it's like we trained together. We're kind of like not beefing, but like now we're together in one room at this one table. Hi. What I noticed with the XOM and XOK versions of the videos is that the oh my god, the choreography different for each member singing. The camera work different for each freaking video. I mean, at one point, Kai doesn't even sing his Chinese parts in the XO overdose in the overdose. In the XOM video, and I was like, "Boy, not you not practicing the Mandarin before you get, but you're doing your steps right." Um, but yeah, there was a lot of interesting things in the video to kind of notice, like how hard they were working, having to sing in two different languages, learn two different formations, two different blockings. It is difficult to, to do that kind of thing. Um, they were working the guys a little bit too hard. I think you can mm. see that. Yes. All right, so more on that very soon. But first, there was a little bit of controversy because mm. in 2014, member Baekhyun was revealed to be dating the leader of the nation's biggest girl group, Taeyeon of Girls' Generation. And fans were not happy. No. Um, very no. mixed reactions there. But they actually are no longer together, so that's irrelevant. But it, it was it was funny. a big drama. At the time. It was funny. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, my God, not my bacon. <laughs> but people are really attached to them. I, I mean, well, that was just the first dating scandal. Oh, You'll Lord. hear about more very soon. Oh, but first, more drama. A word from our drama sponsors. EXO was gaining extreme popularity, especially in Korea, with their first concert announced, and Overdose eventually became the best-selling release of the year. Woo! However, only after a week of Overdose's release, mm-hmm. Chris 
the leader of XOM, filed a lawsuit against SM to terminate his exclusive contract, claiming that the company treated him like a machine part and disregarded his health and basic human rights. And though it has been well known in the K-pop industry that the contracts are restrictive and that the idols have to meet unrealistic expectations, it should be noticed that Chris didn't totally do this on his own. Yes, the Chinese entertainment companies were swirling and could see the potential in the Chinese members of EXO. And those Chinese agencies had lots of money and could offer not just that money, but also opportunities in China that could turn them into solo superstars. Mm -hmm. So SM Entertainment also filed a lawsuit against Chris and the Chinese companies that he was working with, claiming that their business dealings were unethical and breached his contract with SM Entertainment. Mm -hmm. So since then, Chris was very quick to release solo material. Yeah. And he had had become a huge star in China. Right. But no longer is because he's currently serving 13 years in prison for SA mm. and also was fined for tax evasion. Man. So bye, Chris. Uh, it's not annoying because he actually was my favorite for a little bit. Not my favorite, but I liked him. When you're an XOM fan, like you like all of them. Like, that's the kind of person I was. It took me a while to get biases in groups, but you know, but for them, I, I like them. Like, he ruined it. Um, but yeah, around this time was like the first time I heard about slave contracts, uh, like hearing of 10 to 15 years from any company. Like that's what we would call giving someone the best years of your life. Oh, I yeah. can't imagine that now. Um, I mean, Suju complained. JYJ was the first, actually. Yeah. Can you imagine reading that kind of contract as like a Chinese Canadian immigrant? Like, how do you decipher that? How do you decode that? Knowing what you're signing up for, not knowing that you would be told to, you know, run around with like 12 other guys like whatever the situation was if you got offered a lot of money go for him but it just sucks that it went down like this but yeah it was kind of it was rough to see that because a lot of um fans were really a nasty toward him like me i didn't really i was kind of like oh dang he's gone it stinks but a lot of people took it to heart it kind of it's kind of like when we interviewed melissa from dream Mm -hmm. like if you want to make it you got to sign this contract they have no They don't have any power in this situation. So I think they did know they were getting into these crazy contracts, but that was the only way to get your foot in the door. Yeah. You know? Um, And so that's just the way the music business is, unfortunately. Yeah. I am actually surprised after what happened with Hangang from Super Junior Mm -hmm. that SM wasn't more prepared for this to happen. Like, that's what I'm saying. Right. It doesn't make any Um, sense. Yeah. I find that a little weirder. Um, Like you were saying, Mm Yeah, I think they were clearly being pushed to their limits physically. Um, And also, Chris mentioned they had no say creatively. He did not like the music direction they were going in. Um, And they also started off in extreme debt, as all, I mean, a lot of musicians do. But especially in K-pop, because you have to make back what the company spent on you before you get money. And they're... K-pop's expensive. You know, those music videos, those costumes, yep. like that's, it's a lot of money. It is. And yeah. it's a group too. And it's 12 members. So think about how much money they're spending on each member. Yeah. And it's one album, it costs the same as, you know, a solo artist's album, yeah. you know? So it's even harder to make back the money when you have that many members. So yeah, um, I personally don't blame him for leaving. Mm. I What I didn't appreciate is from what we know, um, he didn't actually tell any of the None members of what yeah. he was doing. That's why I was like, oh. um, I don't like that. And they actually had a concert a week after that. So they had to rejig the whole concert without him. Hmm. Um, so I more so feel bad for the other members. But honestly, you do what you need to do. Yeah. Like he wasn't happy. He wasn't being treated well. And 
you know, these companies in China offered him the money to do to. He was like in a movie right after. Covered, actually. <laughs> yeah, like they offered him a ton of money. Right, they were yeah. able to pay for the lawsuits. Yeah, and he they became were... way more successful than he would have been if he stayed in EXO. So yeah, I remember that. It is what it is. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. We can forget that. about him because he's in jail. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, um, a member that's not in jail that left uh, was Luhan because, you know, a few months later, he actually did file a lawsuit against SM Entertainment to terminate his contract as well. And prior to that, he had missed some engagements due to health issues. And like Chris, also claimed that the company did not treat him well, even alleging that the company treated the Chinese members differently from the Korean members. Like Chris, Luhan had help from Chinese agencies and SM Entertainment again filed their own lawsuit seeking damages for breach of contract. SM's lawsuit with Chris and Luhan were eventually settled in 2016. Um, they had a term up until, I think, 2022, which was just last year. I remember seeing that 2022 felt so far away at the time. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, Luhan now continues to be a successful star in China. Um, his solo stuff I listen to, um, it is hilarious, especially listen to Lu, stream Lu. That song is a demo Ooh. gone rogue. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So yeah. So basically, I believe in the settlement um, with SM, they basically agreed that SM would still be their management in Korea and Japan, but that they were allowed to pursue their own thing outside of that. So yes, that contract has only just ended yeah. last year, which is a little crazy. Um, but you know, I think it was a good compromise. Like I said, this just is what it is. Like yeah. they took the opportunity that they could. Mm -hmm. um, I was much more sad about Luhan leaving than Chris leaving, actually, because I loved Luhan's voice. Mm -hmm. um, he has such a great vocal tone. Um, and he did seem like he had a better relationship with the group than Chris did mm -hmm. as well. And it sounds like, from what we know, that he did discuss what was going on with the group members. Yeah. He does actually follow a bunch of them on socials and stuff now. So clearly that, I mean, we will never see them together because uh, SM is crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but I assume that he left on better terms. At least. Can you imagine yeah. like a week, couple weeks, a couple months later? Oh, good. Hey, guys, Um, quick question. Would you mind if I, like, we just sat down and talked? Like, yeah. I, I think he did the right way. I think he shot Chris's situation was like, how can I, like, yeah. lessen that? All right. So meanwhile, EXO was touring around Asia and also preparing for their next album. So with two XOM members now gone, the group went back to releasing as a full lineup of 10 with the album Exodus and the title track Call Me Baby released in March 2015. So is this my favorite EXO song? Maybe. It's up there for sure. Yeah. Um, because again, just one of the best boy band songs of all time. Like it, I talked about them sounding like NSYNC, this song could literally be an NSYNC song mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I think all the drama actually did help bring the rest of the members together. Mm -hmm. The chemistry in this music video and the performances are really, really good. Um, and the styling was a little better. It was more mature. <laughs> it was more slick. Um, and yeah, this song is just, it's slightly cheesy, which we love in a boy band song. But it's cool. It's cool. And there's some sexiness to it as well. <laughs> Um, so it's just a great balance. Um, you can actually find the original English demo on YouTube or SoundCloud as well. And the original English lyrics were, call me daddy. Thank the Lord that they changed that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that one. That was a, that was a fun conversation to have. Um, the song was played constantly, for sure. It was fun. I remember being in my mom's car, listening to it over and over again. 
Um, it's really bad. Uh, but yeah, like they had a lot of good performances. I remember this one music bank performance where they they had like the couches and they were yeah. running through the stage and it was really fun. Um, I remember the guys used to sing live too. I remember Mama, who oh God, that was a tough one singing live, but they would sing sometimes sing live to this one. It was fun to watch them actually enjoy the music too. Like the song felt like authentic. Yeah. 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 Um, I think Super Junior would have kept the daddy. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, this album was also very uh, solid for sure. And Chris, you covered this dance too. So I did. We don't really t- Check we don't- out A-Land. I'm crying. Instagram account. I'm crying. <laughs> this is very true. He's he's a featured dancer on Instagram, uh, the Instagram for A-Land. But um, I brought the dancing thing to you because I, we didn't talk about the dancing really like uh, for uh, Overdose. But Overdose had awesome dance moves too and whatnot. This is, this is one of those like all 12 members dancing together again. Well, mm-hmm. my all 12 members, excuse me. All 10 members dancing together. And it was so much fun to see them like going at it. And you you can see Kai like dancing better than everybody. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, um, I think this is uh, one of my favorite choreographies from them because mm-hmm. it's not super complicated. It wasn't like wild, like wolf. Just great musicality. Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant to say. It's yeah. great musicality and just good boy band choreo, honestly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, as you mentioned, the album is so good. Yeah. Playboy was written by Jung Hyun. Mm-hmm. Um, Transformers, awesome. Yeah. Hurt is a little more mature, like just really solidified them as just a top-notch boy band. And like, yeah, such solid albums. And that would continue for mm-hmm. sure. So even with all the performances, member Tao wasn't able to promote with the group due to multiple health issues and withdrew from them to heal. His father publicly posted a letter without Tao's knowledge, detailing Tao's injuries and noting that he needed to force Tao to withdraw as these injuries had long-term consequences if he didn't rest. And Tao's father also claimed that he attempted to resolve this directly with SM, but this didn't really work. So, you know, we kind of took matters in his own hands and posted on Weibo. Um, but more on that shortly. We'll get to that. Um, the remaining nine members of EXO had repackaged their album and they were ready to go. And they released Love Me Right in June 2015. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the song... What yeah. do you remember about this time with Tao and the whole him being missing situation? Yeah, well, he had been talking about injuries for a while. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah. so, and like, you know, the martial arts stuff, like he would do some crazy tricks yeah. on the concerts and stuff. So, yeah, I felt really bad for him. Yeah, I think you could tell he was very passionate about the group. Like he even publicly like bad mouthed Chris mm-hmm. when he had left that. and he was like, how dare he betray us, you know? Um, and, you know, he clearly loved performing mm-hmm. and he was pushing himself to the limit. The company was pushing him to the limit. But you could kind of tell how tired they were. Like I was watching a bunch of the comeback performances and stuff. And I was like, oh, they look tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the fact that they just kept it moving and they were like, all right, we're well, just going to perform without him. And then Loving Right's going to come out without him. Like, who cares? Um, it just yeah. shows how little they valued him mm-hmm. and how this really is a machine. Right. So, yeah, I felt really bad for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... It is interesting because on the internet, there would be some people saying that he was faking it. Like there'd be some pictures of him oh. like standing after being in the wheelchair or like, it was weird because I've seen his tendons, like his Achilles tendons, they were bruised at one point. I think he tore them or pulled them. Yeah, he was he was down bad. Like it was really bad. I remember early on, even before they debuted, like after they debuted actually, Chinese show, he's like, yeah, my back is kind of like a little rough. He, like you said, he was a, a pretty dope member and he was... Kind of like the only one to really hold it down in the rap realm for XOM. I mean, they had Schumann, 
But Schumann yeah. was also a singer. So Schumann, Schumann was to, more a singer. You know, so yeah. Schumann had to jump in and say, like, never don't mind a bad thing. Like, it wasn't his thing to do. I love Schumann. I love Bowsy. He was so cute. But he's not a rapper. So Tao had a lot of responsibility yeah. to kind of like take on that stuff. Um, I mean, Lay, Lay too, but Lay, uh, we'll get that in a second. But he wasn't really one of the people that kind of vocally expressed, you know, again, this is rough. I'm having a hard time. I'm injured. Um, but yeah, you know, they weren't being treated right. Um, like, like the Love Me Right song asks to be. Um, but that song's a really good song. So I mean, the song's great. I wish I yeah. wish you could have gotten Tao. I would have loved to see Tao in this video. But, you know, timing was just not there. But yeah, the Love Me Right was great. We got the numbers back on XL from the XO era on the football jersey. Um, the song makes you want to party till the sundown, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's also one of my favorites, this one. Yeah. <laughs> so back to Tao, though. Um, like Chris and Lujan, Tao did file a lawsuit against SM Entertainment in August 2015, noting the unfair contract and mistreatment. And just like before, SM filed their own lawsuit right back at him. Um, but actually, this time, SM won in Korea, uh, but they did lose in China. Um, so slightly different situation and maybe partly why some fans felt he was faking, right? Sure. Um, Because, you know, let's be real. He was definitely being pursued by these Chinese companies at the same time that the other two were. Um, yeah. But again, just based on what he's he was saying at the time, based on what he said since then, it mm -hmm. does feel like he didn't really want to leave. You know what? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I feel like he doesn't, even now as like Z-Tao, he doesn't really trash them. Right. I've noticed that he'll say certain things, but nothing like, you know, oh, you know, life was hard at a certain time. It was rough. But, but even when he's like uh, giving advice to people on, on lives or whatever, like yeah. talking and trying to be like a mentor in a sense, he's never been like, oh, yeah, there's one company. It was just you have to work hard. Yeah. You know, And I'm going to guess this is just my opinion. So I'm not assuming anything. Hmm. But I would think that I think after discussing with his father, who was oh, very yeah. vocal about it and did go to SM to try and figure things out and, and just kind of looking at his options, just like the other two, it was like, look, at the end of the day, you'll be treated better if you go to China. Just, yeah. just do it. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That's what I do with my mama. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Lei? He was the only remaining Chinese member and fans were very worried that he would also leave. And SM probably felt the same because they very quickly set Lei up with his own workshop, in quotes, in China, because what is that? Um, but... In interviews, he stated that he would not leave EXO and that he made a promise to his members that he would always be a member of EXO. Mm -hmm. But he did start his own solo activities in China, appearing in various television shows and movies and releasing solo music. Yeah, I follow, I actually followed Lei when he went to China. I like, I like his solo stuff. It's actually stuff that I feel like he's super proud of, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that he's actually participated in because he's he's got a lot of musical talent. He plays the, the, the guitar. He sings while he dances. He writes. He's very talented, dude. Um, but again, when you're shoved in a group of 12 and then you're a Chinese member and then you only get to sing on the Chinese songs. And then when we get put as a group, you get to sing sub vocal parts. Yeah. Uh, it's a little rough. I mean, he did get center for like Udodong at the end in the circle. He does get center for certain things that they do like... um. Uh, call me baby like he's in the center yeah. of the chinese version so i guess that was cute um but yeah i mean sm good on them for being like listen if you don't leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah first off going back to what you're saying earlier yeah. lay is super super talented yeah but is he a lead vocalist no yeah. um his tone is very similar to suho so they would fight for parts i think um mm -hmm. and is he an amazing dancer yes but then they have kai mm -hmm. and then sehun right after 
So it's like he he never really played a really pivotal role in the group, unfortunately, but he is a star. And so him going solo really did make sense for him. But I am very thankful to him that he did stay. I mean, it helped, obviously, that SM finally got their act together to give him stuff because I'm sure he was being poached as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can't imagine the pressure he was feeling as well. Mm -hmm. He has mentioned that he felt he had to stay in a way because he was representing China Mm -hmm. as the last remaining member. Mm -hmm. Um, And that if he left, that no Korean entertainment agency would ever trust a Chinese trainee or member again. And yeah, this whole thing is also very awkward for the other team members as well, like you mentioned, like the whole kind of cultural kind of issue going on. Um, But, you know, I'm sure after the last three members left, they had a good understanding. They all seemed to support Lei going off on his own and and kind of understood that that's just what needed to happen on the business end. And and Lei has always showed support to mm-hmm. the group like always whenever he's interviewed and asked about it he always says that the members are his brothers yeah that he's there for them whenever they need him yeah um and so yeah i think the relationship is strong there mm-hmm. um and so yeah i'm really glad that he stayed for sure yeah for sure i i, mm-hmm. I wrote that down too i was like i'm i feel like he had the weight on his shoulders the weight yeah. of china on his shoulders literally mm-hmm. ending 2015 with the successful release of the japanese version of love me right and another winter ep sync for you excel success was still growing Note that we will not be covering the Japanese singles from the group in this episode, but let us know if you'd like for us to discuss those in some of their releases a little bit later because they're great. I mm-hmm. think they're really good songs. Yes. EXO released their next album, Exact, in June 2016 with the two lead singles, Lucky One and Monster. <laughs> And the group broke their own record for highest first week sales in Korea, and Monster even hit number one on the Billboard World Digital Songs chart, which was groundbreaking at the time. I know that happens all the time now, but you fans don't understand how amazing it was every time we got these little accomplishments, right? Um, Yeah, seriously. Um, Anyway, you love a double A-side moment. You know, all the UK groups used to do that, so that always reminded me of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Lucky One is good, but it feels a little redundant. It feels a little like Love Me Right Part 2, and I like Love Me Right more. Um, But I like the overall idea of pairing Mm -hmm. a bright song with a darker song to just show their range and i do like lucky one i uh-huh. just didn't think it really yeah. was innovative in that way yeah um but Slim. monster though love monster that chorus is so good again you get those great harmonies a little more sleek this time mm-hmm. um more mature progression from overdose mm-hmm. but yeah what did you think of the double a side again this came out oh my god it was so good like gen three Boy groups, man, we had God Seven, X, BTS was, you know, coming out at the time. Mm-hmm. So you had different sounds, right? But nothing quite sounded like this. I mean, Moss X coming out, but Moss X was still going through their little hip hop phase. Oh my God. But, you know, this, these two A-sides, man, did not sound like anything else that was out. And anything else that sounded like this was trying to copy this. That's what it felt like for me. That's how good it was. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how it felt at the time. Because it was just like, whoa, what is this? Because Lucky One was like... Not elevator music, but it's just kind of just like it's just the thing about it. It's like outstanding in terms of what we're used to from them. Mm-hmm. 
But then Monster as a follow was just like, oh, this was like a, an, an order. This was the main mm. chorus. Um, Lucky One, I think, is, is really cool because it, it shows you what the rest of the album could sound like. It was going to sound like B-Sidewise. And then Monster also introduced you to sounds that were on that album. It really shows that they can do bright and dark, like you said. But that also not just show like conceptually that they can do it, but vocally they can do it. They don't have to be sitting there belting their faces off all the time. They can oh, sit yeah. there and say, we are the lucky ones. Oh, what the? Come on, that song is like really chill vocally for all of them. <laughs> Everyone, Dio, Becky, no one's screaming their face off, but they still deliver because they can sing. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you have Monster, which is pretty much a, a, the early kind of version of noise music, but it's a little bit more refined. Uh, it was definitely a lot more uh, focused on the hip hop. And I actually <laughs> remember them saying since then that Lucky One's one of their hardest choreographies also. Like they avoid performing it because they crying. don't want to do the choreography. I'm crying. <laughs> um, because as you mentioned, the album mm. is very diverse yeah. in sound and it's really good. And again, I'm going to use the word sleek. It's mm -hmm. a very sleek album. Yeah. There's white noise, mm -hmm. one and only. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their albums are so consistent. Mm -hmm. Rarely any skips, really. Yeah. yeah, no, this is good. This mm -hmm. is good. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. So EXO released the repackaged album with the title track Lotto, and the group went on another huge tour, which included international dates, which I went to. One, did you go as well? No, I couldn't afford it. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and the group also released their mm -hmm. third winter project for life. <laughs> Let it be known that I have seen EXO as XOM from KCON 12. And then EXO after the XOXO album at KCON 2013. So I have seen them. I just haven't seen them at their prime. I've seen them when they were like coming up. So. Got it. Also at this time, it should be noted that in 2016, Kai was revealed to be dating FX member Crystal. And for the people who don't know FX, I mean, at this point, you should. At this, if you don't know who FX is, even though SM tries to shove them down in the basement, they existed. Um, brilliant. Yes. But they're no longer dating. We can, we can attest to that. <laughs> yes. We should also note that Lei made his final public performance with EXO at the Hong Kong tour dates in February 2017. But again, he's made it very clear that he had not left the group and he was just on a hiatus to concentrate on his solo career. And he has said that many, many times since then and that he will always be there for his members, as I had said as well, uh, whenever they need him. And he has appeared in casual photos with the group since then, um, along with just other interactions, like he called in to Shu Min's little fan meeting. Mm. Like they do mention him uh, a lot and he shows up in various moments. Like yeah. I think he showed up at one of their military yeah. um, like departures. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. So after Monster, the boys decided to slow it down, get a little groovy without Lay and returned with their fourth album, The War with the title track. Coco Bop in July 2017. And again, they broke the record for pre-sale numbers. Woo woo! Yeah, mm -hmm. the war. We love the war. Um, so now, like I said, but going from Monster, which is like in your face, big choreography, swinging the arms and talking about going to creep on the girl. This song was a lot more chill. And I love the concept for this song because I do believe it was for a girl group. Um, you know, like a girl group because a woman had actually demoed the song. Not saying that women can't sing it, but I do believe that the songwriter has now released it on YouTube. And she said it was for a girl group. So and I can totally hear. I love that they used the, the, the down, down baby hand, the old hand game. 
as the chorus. Like, I mm-hmm. love that. I think that's what really stood out to me about this song. Um, and kudos to them for coming right after their tour, Exoplanet 3. Their schedule was no joke, and Coco Pop wasn't either, dang it. But that song, I feel like it, it never ended. Like, once it was released, I heard it yeah. everywhere. Um, and at the time, it was actually like a little, like, light barb, you know, Nicki Minaj stance. So when she had Light My Body Up with David Guetta, that little... It's like a splice or like um, I'll put arcade sample. So they used it too. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Because it adds to the whole trippiness of the whole vibe behind the song. Mm-hmm. Um, I will make a note real quick. Did not like Kai's hair at all. I Again, he looked cute. I'm not going to hold you. He did look cute. He looked cute because he's cute. But considering how his whole career, he's been the, the dark one or the black one. I just don't like that they ridicule him publicly and then they put him in like black hairstyles. Um, so yeah, don't do that again. Um, The War was an album, like an okay album, though I will say, like, like it was okay. Mm. It was kind of like a repeat of what they've done before. Um, I will say that Touch It was a highlight for me, though. Oh, I think Coco Bop is really cool. It's mm. like a little reggae-inspired, a little yeah. experimental, yeah. Um, and very different from what we'd heard from them before, and it did feel like they were maturing, mm-hmm. um, which I appreciated. And yeah, I think the album... They did reach out to, again, more kind of international producers, kind of interesting writers and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's still decent across. Um, I don't think I hate it as much as you do. Yeah, no, I think I actually do like the album. Mm. Um, and of course, we have to mention The Eve, mm-hmm. which, even though it wasn't a title track, is actually still one of their biggest songs on streaming mm-hmm. from what I could see on, on Spotify. Yeah. Um, and one of their performances did go viral because of the sexy dance yeah. that The Eve has. Um, So, yeah, um, solid, solid release um, and cool to kind of see them do something a little different for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So prior to next tour, the group released a repackaged album, The War, The Power of Music, with a cute little comic book album. It's so cute. With an EDM title track, Power, making The War album EXO's highest selling album so far. The group ended 2017 with another hugely successful winter EP titled Universe. And the group started 2018 with a bang performing at the closing ceremony of the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. And EXO actually received a commemorative medal honoring the group for their contribution to the global spread of Korean culture. Look at them being ambassadors. We love that for them. And it wouldn't be until the end of the year that EXO would return with a new song, releasing the album, Don't Mess Up My Tempo, with the title track, Tempo, in November 2018. <laughs> And again, Tempo was a huge commercial success. And with all their sales, they actually surpassed 10 million in South Korea alone, which again was unprecedented at the time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how big they are. They're sometimes referenced as a nation's boy group. Sometimes it's Big Bang. Sometimes it's BTS. Generations. But they're up there. You know. They're up there for sure. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I love Tempo. It is, again, very cool. They started getting very cool (laughs) by now. Yeah. Um, But again, kind of experimental. Like the structure is a little odd. Mm -hmm. Um, I especially love that acapella section. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so, so cool. Very unique. And it lasts quite a long time Mm -hmm. um, before those final choruses. And the vocalists really shine in this one. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful harmonies. Um, I will say I don't love the vocoder part. Oh. Oh, really? Interesting. Especially because they lip sync over it and it's really unnecessary. I mean, you have to sing to 
get that vocoder. You know, you have to sing it to get the filter put yeah, on Yeah, but they it. don't need to lip sync over it when they perform it. I wish they would just let them vocally, like, actually do it. No, just have it play in the back. Yeah, but yeah. Schumann needed a part. Stop being rude. Let Schumann have his part. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get Schumann. Becky on does it once, too. <laughs> I'm teasing. I think stylistically, because the song was kind of like funk, almost like George Clinton and Parliament, kind of in that little funky kind of area. That's why it made a little bit of sense. Uh, things like that just reminded me of like older, like black music sounds. And so I looked at the, <laughs> when I heard the song, I'm like, what did this break itself? It was a bunch of black writers. But yeah, I just felt something in my spirit when I heard this song. Because it felt like uh, Boys to Men, Motown Philly. Uh, at the end, that... Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, who the world? Boy, these harmonies are giving me church. I played this for my church pianist friend. He goes, oh, this is... He started playing on the... He's like, this is, this is church. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this album was actually really fun. Uh, the song itself is good. I think this is, like you said, because it was so experimental. Instrumentally... Not crazy again compared to what we hear now, but top line wise, again, it's one of those things where it's just like they were willing to actually switch up what was happening vocally, that there was more raps than there were singing. And then the singing came in and you're just like, wow, am I getting, am I ascending to heaven? Um, songs like Sign and With You and Bad Dream on the album were good. And the album had a really good collection of their best sounds. Like I, it really holds up in terms of like how modern it is. Like I listen to it. I don't think, oh my God, this is 2010, yes. isn't it? Like with, with, with the history album, I yeah, go, yeah. oh my God, it's a sign of the times. Um, this album doesn't do that. So yeah, really this is like actually, that. I think my favorite EXO album as a whole. Mm-hmm. I think every song is quality. Yeah. Big shout out to Ooh La La La, mm-hmm. which they were, that's the one they promoted as the beat side track on the, all the music shows. And I love the choreo. Yeah. I love 24-7. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really, really solid project for sure. Um, and we want to note that though he did not promote with the group, Lay did participate in the recording and briefly appear in the music video. And we mean very briefly. We're talking two seconds in the Korean one and maybe maybe eight seconds in the Mandarin one. <laughs> um, but Lei had actually become a massive, massive star in China. Mm-hmm. And though he was busy and this definitely contributed to his inability to promote with EXO, we should note that China had instilled a Hallyu ban in 2017, meaning that Korean entertainment, including K-dramas and K-pop, were banned in China. So this prevented many K-pop groups from touring and doing other activities in China. And though this has been partially lifted since then, it is actually still in effect as of the start of 2023, which is interesting. Um, But Lei was especially affected because he had become a public ambassador. And it was actually a bit risky for him to promote heavily under a Korean label with the Korean group because it just caused extra tension that was kind of unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of people talk about it on the internet. And they're like, but what about Jackson from GOT7? Like, what about like these Chinese members from this group? And it's, Lei, first off, was actually bigger than all these people. Um, that's how big he is in China. Mm-hmm. And SM already kind of was a little touchy, right? With some of the China relations that they had dealt with previously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just wasn't worth the risk, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was busy, of course, doing his own thing. But even if he wanted to go back, he probably wasn't allowed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you go back, don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in December 2018, the group released a repackaged album with the title track, Love Shot. It's the love Boy, mm-hmm. this one's delicious. 
That's all I'll say about that. How are you feel about this one? Yeah, I think the choreo is amazing. Uh, it's among yep. the group's best for sure. But the song on its own is actually not one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's made to be performed. I think I was reading about it, and I think even the writers were saying like they mm -hmm. meant for it to be performed when they were writing it. Mm -hmm. But it's funny watching all the performances because I will say some of the members do the sexy thing a lot better than Chandel's terrible. Don't watch Chandel do it. It's so funny. <laughs> He's a Keebler elf. He's a sweet, sweet man. But him being sexy, I just don't get sexy. Yeah, it's just funny. It's just some of them can't. And also just like physically, some of them just body roll better than others. You know, yeah, um, yeah. when you've got Kai there, it's kind of hard to match him. But it's just kind of funny because they all do it kind of differently. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yes. But big shout out to that performance. I think it's at one of the end of year things where mm -hmm. Kai does his big solo at the beginning with the rose. Yeah. It has like 30 million views on YouTube. It's such a good performance. Um, so yeah, I love watching them do this one, but yeah, not my favorite. I'm crying. You know what? I like the song like sonically. I do. I think it kind of just slots in with a lot of like chilled out, like, you know, which man songs that I would just play in the back. Like I have a man. But my point is, it's one of those songs that I would play if I did have a man, like nothing crazy, nothing to distract you too much as you get what it's saying, you know, the na, 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 na. it's very hypnotizing. And yeah, you're right. The choreography does aid it ate it so very well mm -hmm. um but yeah you know i thought the eve was sexy but this one hey it's <laughs> really good moving on to their next single uh the majority of 2019 was devoted to various solo and unit activities like cbx love them let us know if you want us to leave a review a review a review about their album or talk about them we will um it was revealed right after that kai was dating black pink member jenny i remember that exposure in uh, 2019 that was fun dispatch was working hard like the devil works hard but SM works harder and then Dispatch works harder than SM. Um, the relationship only lasted a few months after the news broke, though. Um, and in, in addition, Schumann and Dio began their mandatory military enlistments. And the remaining group members announced a new album for November 2019 with the title track, Obsession. I love Obsession, actually. Um, it took me a while, though. Oh, yeah, I, I think remember. when the first time I heard it, I was like, mm, I'm not sure about this one. I think I was just thrown off like by the vocal samples and the really intense whomping bass line that runs through it. It mm -hmm. just was a little much, I think. But the melodies are really pretty, actually. Mm -hmm. Like, once you kind of break the song down, mm -hmm. um, I kind of understand it a little more. And it actually has a really interesting balance to it. And I actually do appreciate all the vocal samples now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think? This was like the precursor to Don't Call Me. I remember when we first heard Don't yes. Call Me. We were like, what the heck? Is this literally sounds like Don't Call Me mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to hold you, though. The way I reacted to Don't Call Me is not the way I reacted to this one. I heard this and I was like, yes! yes! Really? Yeah, I freaking loved this song when I first heard it. What really did it for me was the um, was the whomping bass. Because um, I do like a lot of alternative pop artists and they do use sounds like this and then like, I just like darker things. And I like the way this one sounded. Um, and in this era, we got introduced to a pseudo subunit, X-E-X-O. Like, I don't know uh -huh. what the X stands for, but the X, it was delicious. They're just dark and delicious. And um, like, they were like villains that would burn the world for one woman. That's what the whole concept was. Like, they got introduced as like their regular EXO members. And then the X, yes. EXL, you know, um, Obsession was it for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. <laughs> and the album is really, really good. This is among yeah. one of my favorite yeah. uh, EXO albums as well. Yeah. Again, working with some interesting international producers mm -hmm. and 
and incorporating some interesting sounds like Ya 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 samples SWV, which we love. Yeah. Um, and Groove is so cool. Baby You Are has a beautiful melody to yeah. it and really interesting production. Yeah, solid, solid album. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So at the start of 2020, Chen announced he was engaged and having a baby. And this caused a huge controversy with a select group of fans, a very select group of fans, demanding that he leave the group for betraying them. But despite the huge reaction and even protests outside the company's headquarters, SM and the group confirmed their support and that Chen would remain in the group. Um, luckily, that blew over because oh people, there are bigger issues in the world. That and Sung Min of Suju kind of like left a little bit after his situation. I was so I was hoping that he wouldn't yeah. leave too. I was kind of worried about yeah, that. But I love Chen, so I'm very glad he was able to stay and that everyone kind of backed him. So yes, Chen and Suho followed with their military enlistments in 2020. So the remaining active members focused on their solo and unit activities. However, with the ninth anniversary looming and the return of Schumann and Dio from the military, the group had a window to record a new album and release the special album. Don't Fight the Feeling in June 2021. And although the pandemic blocked Lei from joining the group physically, he was CGI'd in like a Marvel character and also re- recorded vocals for the whole project. Woo-hoo. Yes. So what do you think of Don't Fight the Feeling? Boy, go straight to the video. That green screen video. Wow, goodness, I don't know what's going on, but uh, yeah, goodness. Uh, but back to the song. I remember listening to the song and I heard Kwangya for like a second. I'm like, what? What does they Oh, They were never part of Kwangya. They're on a whole other planet. They're exoplanet. Why? Well, I was going off. Because, uh, yeah, if, you, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're new here or if you're not new here, you haven't watched our any SM videos or anything like that. I hate Kwangya. Um, I've learned to appreciate a little bit more um, after the last episode recently, but I just can't. And I hate that they got thrown in there. Um, the rollout for this album, though, this special album, it felt worse than what they did for SNSD for the 10th anniversary. Like, at least they got to perform it live. Um, and I get there was a lot going on, but dang, at least record like a, like you guys set a up. A special stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all did it for Obsession. They did a special stage well, recording. The pandemic was still going at this point. Okay, I get that, but well, also, no. also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Baekhyun then kind of go to the military? Right, right after, right yes, after. He yeah, yes, he yeah. did. Yes, he did. He did. So, but again, it's one of those things where it's like we can make all these people. Well, this is happening. This is happening. But you guys plan everything else in advance. You couldn't just like grab yeah, them for yeah. one day. Oh, again, not my business. But I just felt like the way they did it was just a little bit like sucky. And Baekhyun does not necessarily have to be there for y'all to do it. I mean, okay. At least, at least we got something. Um, I, I wrote down in my notes, so I said, at least we got a video in the middle of a panini. I'll take it. So I, I do agree. I'll take it. Um, the album did have Paradise, so I did enjoy that. Now, the promo was lackluster, but the album wasn't, so that's good. Yeah, I'm more grateful than you are. I'm glad that oh we got something, because I don't think they were actually planning anything. Mm-hmm. From the interviews, it sounds like Dio and Schumann were just like, no, we have to do this like now before yeah. you guys go. Yeah. Um, and they were very much... A part of that so i feel like it wasn't even in the plans and it probably was put together very hastily um and i of course as a lay stan was very excited that he was back yeah. i thought the cgi was a little distracting but i appreciated that they at least tried to put him with the group mm-hmm. um and and he did learn the choreography as well oh, yeah. unlike in tempo where he didn't 
<laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the song Don't Fight the Feeling is just okay. It's a bit of faceless. <laughs> Again, they probably didn't have much time to source songs. So this probably was just kind of like the best of what they could find. So I appreciate it for what it was. There's a reason they called it a special album and not yeah, an like, actual album, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, and the rest of the tracks, as you mentioned, are actually pretty good. Um, Paradise was actually co-written by Brandon and Edwin from Pretty Much. So we love a boy band crossover. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, um, again, I'm happy they did it. Are they among the best of EXO's material? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Oh, but do you like it more than Power? Because Power, I didn't... <laughs> um, I do like it more than power. Yeah, same. Yeah. And as of this recording in February 2023, this is the latest release from EXO. We do have some updates since then. Tanyol and Baekhyun enlisted in the military in 2021 and have since been released, thank goodness. And Lei announced his departure from SM Entertainment following the end of his contract, but confirmed he was still a member of EXO. Of course, they're brothers. And EXO made their first live performance in years at the SM Entertainment Winter Livestream Concert and also teased a new album since there aren't any members currently in the military. And SM Entertainment has since confirmed these plans and the group has announced a fan meeting in April 2023. And there's a lot more activities to come, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So that's where we're at. We're caught up already. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what's what are some of your overall thoughts of EXO? What do you hope is next for them? Again, I'm going to stick by what I said about don't fight the feeling. Considering how how things are going, I feel like they're kind of getting at that like, well, I'm hit the old dusted trail. I, I feel it from them. You know, I do. Like they've been training since they were kids. They've been with SM for about 20 years. All right. Um, and even now looking at what they do and like watching some of their videos, like when they get together, you can tell they still love each other. And they're really good friends and they enjoy each other's company. But I don't think they want to work with each other in terms of like, like label SJ or like a Xinhua making their own company. I think they all do want to try to see what else is out there. Um, I mean, Dio, he legit is like, listen, I had to shave my head for this role. Either you put me in the video or you don't. He's at, the, he's at that point right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> if I grow my hair back, I might. Like, they're all pursuing their own things. And they seem, like, happy without each other, but happy together. And I feel like either way, they'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But I get the feeling that we're we're on our last, like, album and repackage i'm getting that film. yeah i think okay so yes in the <laughs> short term i'm just very excited to see what they have planned for the rest of the year yeah um i'm hoping they've been sourcing songs for a while so i'm expecting extremely high quality for this album that's coming oh. um i love that we have all eight hopefully nine of them um doing this and we have this little window before kai and sehun need to go to the military mm -hmm. um but yes contracts are up soon i foresee it's SNSD type situation where mm -hmm. some of the members do leave SM, but for anniversaries and stuff, they can all come back together. Because I agree, um, you had sent me like the love shot um, oh, yeah. choreography <laughs> practice that yeah. they had done for the winter concert a few months ago. Yeah. And um, yeah, you could kind of tell like they're like an old group of friends mm -hmm. and it's like, this is fun to do every once in a while, yeah. you know, but yeah. do they want to do it? all the time i don't think so yeah i don't think so but you know i will support them mm -hmm. um every time they come back together mm -hmm. and um a lot of their solo careers are really awesome as well um yeah. so i'm looking forward to just see what they have planned and yeah they will always remain one of my favorite k-pop groups i think as usual with our pop 101s we do have some discography highlights we'd like to talk about 
Before we give our recommendations, we do have some from our patron producer, Emily, and her choice is Damage from the Domus Up My Tempo album. She says it's a great R&B pop song that you can both sing and dance the hell out of. <laughs> yes, good one for sure. Mm -hmm. We also had our friend and journalist, Jeff Benjamin, contribute his favorite as well. Um, he wanted to recommend El Dorado from the Exodus album. And he said, if it isn't already, this should be an official theme song for EXO and their long-running lore. Such a thematic and epic kind of track only they could pull off successfully. And Exodus was a huge career moment for them. And he explained that in a somewhat controversial review of the album that Jeff wrote for Billboard, <laughs> um, he had always felt that the B-side should have been stood up better compared to how amazing the singles like Call Me Baby and Love Me mm -hmm. Right were. And El Dorado is on par with those songs and he believes is one of EXO's best ever. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think I agree with that. When it comes to a concept song, SM delivers. When yes. it's just like a regular I love you, baby, it's like, okay, I guess. When there's a concept, mm -hmm. There's some great performances at El Dorado as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, what are some of your picks for... Well, one pick. We get one pick each, unfortunately. Not some, I'm so sorry. Oops. Can I tell you, yeah. it took me a long time to yeah, figure I out. I I, changed, I don't know if you've been on oh, the... Oh, you did. We you have did a script going and I change. kept changing it. Kept? I thought you only changed it No, one I changed wow. it like five or six times. He's a real fan. I've since shouted out a lot of those songs through this episode. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I kept adding, going back and adding them in when I, when I changed it. But I ended up going with... Gravity from Don't Mess Up My Tempo. You know, I love a dance pop R&B crossover moment, mm -hmm. and this is just the perfect example of mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. There's an interesting melancholy and yearning for it. You know, we love the crying on the dance floor yeah. kind of vibe, and yeah. this is very much that. The vocals are top-notch. The production is very glossy, very sleek. I love the word sleek for EXO, apparently. Um, and yeah, it definitely up there is one of my favorites. How about you? I like Artificial Love from the Exact album. made me like it i heard it but then i saw the performances of it with the cocaine and the yes. grinding but beside the grinding i just like the song i know i'm very energetic uh as a person but a lot of the songs that i end up picking are like garage tracks or like feature bassy and like sounds like a fashion show and this song kind of has that feel um it's very cool i do enjoy when an artist can do like bare bones yeah you know it's still delivered and that kind of is a testament to the group just saying <laughs> yeah, it's a really cool production, that yeah. one. They're definitely different from their title tracks mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. All right, so those are our picks. And now, class is dismissed. All right, so what do you think of XO? 
please let us know what artists you'd like to hear us do a Pop 101 class about. You can also comment below or message us at CCTV Pops on social media. Hope to see you there, of course. Be sure to leave a comment on what your song picks are as well. Don't forget that. Let us know if you yes. love XO2. What power would you want? And what's your favorite B-side? Oh, yeah. That's what we want to hear. Ooh. Yes. Wow. <laughs> you can also join us at Patreon for exclusive content and you'll get extra priority. So if you want to get featured in these episodes, let us know. Hop on my Patreon. <laughs> Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for our channel. And if you're enjoying the show, give us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Jan. And we are signing off from CCTV, the nonstop pop show.